0: Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. So here's a little tech quiz. What did the former occupant of the White House, Mr. Trump, and the current president, Mr. Biden, have in common? Yes, they're both septuagenarians. What else? Still thinking? Well, it is difficult to find other similarities, especially in the policy arena. But one thing they both seem to agree on is that Section 230 of the Communications Act of 1996 needs to go. And they are not the only ones. In the midst of trying to fight the COVID pandemic, trying to agree on an economic relief package for the beleaguered country, maybe even, you know, trying to repair some roads and bridges, this Congress has managed to focus its attention on introducing 20 bills at last count, that would eliminate or seriously modify Section 230. It certainly seems like a lot of Congress people don't like Section 230, but why they don't like it is a whole other issue. Just like Mr. Trump and President Biden, Congress people don't like it for very different reasons. Before we get to those reasons, we might take a moment to look at what Section 230 actually says and does thus putting us ahead of a whole lot of people who are screaming about its provisions and its effects on decency and accountability on the web, but may not have actually gotten around to reading the law. So let's look at what the law actually says. Quote 47 U.S. Code section 230 protection for private blocking and screening of offensive material. Section C Protection for Good Samaritan blocking and screening of offensive material. One, treatment of publisher or speaker. No provider or user of an interactive computer service shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of any information provided by another information content provider. Two, civil liability. No provider or user of an interactive computer service shall be held liable on account of a any action voluntarily taken in good faith to restrict access to or availability of material that the provider or user considers to be obscene, lewd, lascivious, filthy, excessively violent, harassing, or otherwise objectionable, whether or not such material is constitutionally protected, or B, any action taken to enable or make available to information content providers or others the technical means to restrict access to material described in paragraph one. End quote. Okay, now let's see if we can make some sense of those words and why Mr. Biden, Mr. Trump, and their respective followers are so wrought up about this part of the Communications Act. As Section C1 states, quote, no provider or user of an interactive computer service shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of any information provided by another information content provider, end quote. What that says is that if Joe or Josephine Blow says on Facebook or Google or a library website or wherever online, that your mom cheated their mom out of their inheritance by forging a phony will, and you want to sue them for defamation, you have to sue Joe or Josephine who wrote that stuff, not Facebook or Google or the local library who simply provided a place for them to post their stuff. Section C2 says that an interactive computer service can, quote, restrict access to or availability of material that the provider or user considers to be obscene, lewd, lascivious, filthy, excessively violent, harassing, or otherwise objectionable. Whether or not such material is constitutionally protected, end quote, as long as that restriction of access is, quote, voluntarily taken in good faith, end quote. So, Mr. Trump and those who share his opinions believe that Facebook or Twitter or Google are not acting in good faith and are restricting conservative points of view on their services. Any research done on this subject to date doesn't support that assertion, but, you know, research, (laughs) heh. Internet service providers are absolutely within their rights and within the law, even if they were taking down content. In fact, they're actually charged to do so. On the other hand, a swarm of Democrats, including Mr. Biden, are up in arms about the law because they don't think that Facebook or whoever are taking down nearly enough of what they consider material that's objectionable. You know, like Democrats eating babies in pizzeria basements. This is, of course, a broad brush description of the problem, but it's pretty accurate nonetheless, feel that too much is being taken down by big tech, quote, interactive computer services. In other words, they feel they're being censored. Mr. Biden, et al, feel that not enough false information, downright lies, not to mention efforts by foreign governments to influence US elections and policy are being deleted you see the problem that tech companies, large or small, are facing. They're basically damned if they do, and damned if they don't. The 100-pound hammer in all this is a threat to remove Section C1 of Section 230, which would make the interactive web services responsible for what others posted on their sites, even if those services didn't know what was there. That would mean that if Joe or Josephine Blow posted something defamatory about you, you wouldn't have to track them down to sue them. You could just sue Facebook or Twitter or whoever. It doesn't take a lot of imagination to figure out what could happen under those conditions. Or does it? The ramifications of eliminating Section 230 of the Communications Act of 1996 entirely or clipping it so drastically that it reflects the concerns of the right or of the left, would have an enormous effect on all of us who use the web, whether or not we even use Twitter or Facebook or whatever other service. And we'll do our best to take a look at what some of those essentially life-changing effects might be online, right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage.